Hello and welcome to Jubilee from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. High biddle diddle and high biddle dee. Get your boots laced, Pops, cause it's Jubilee! Shots of minutes filled with specks and spots of that thriving giant. And this will nibble the knob off a sweet cadenza. So, welcome to the Gut Bucket Guild, the fraternity of frenzy, with a potent stew of hot scat and jump like Gerald Wilson and his big little band, Mabel Scott, Timmy Rogers, Doug Lawrence, and the topper and stopper, we bring you a face that launched a thousand quips. Here he is, that lively clown with the full of brush on his crown, with us in person, but his jokes are out of town. Gary Moore! Thank you. Oh, now stop. It isn't going to be that good. Thank you. Anyhow, thank you, Gene Norman, and greetings, music lovers all over the world. As we say on Jubilee, Andante Contabile, Fortissimo Grandioso, Segue Tacit, and Glorioso Legato. And just exactly what does that all mean? In music, I don't know. In a restaurant, that's veal scallopini with meatballs. But I, I want you to know, Gene, that it's a real kick for me to be here on this fine musical program. Figaro, 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 Figaro! How do you like that? Six pigs in a row and not a Newton in the joint. Well, that singing's fine, Gary, but this is not a classical program. We go in more for that jump and jive. Oh, this is one of those groovy things, eh? You play those zooty tunes like, she hangs out in our alley, but oh, what she hangs out. <laughs> That's a real soiled snicker you have there, I want you to know. Well, if I'd have known that, if I'd have known that, Gene, I'd have brought my glockenspiel. Oh, I see. You're a hot man at heart, are you? Hot? Why, bless your little South 40. Gene, Gene, I am hotter than Errol Flynn in the springtime. Why, all of... <laughs> and that, that gets to be quite a lot of Fahrenheit. Well, all, all... <laughs> all my ancestors were hot men. Way back in 1647, my great-great-grandfather played second zither with Miles Standish and his Plymouth Rock Red Hots. Well, then I'm sure you'll enjoy this first jump thing that Gerald Wilson and the orchestra have framed up for. Then I certainly shall. Here, ladies and gentlemen, is Gerald Wilson and his orchestra of 75, some of whom are younger. <laughs> you 
that awful with a bouncy little item called Melba's Blues. Look out. Thank 
me, baby, love me a long, long time. Cause it's your fine loving that makes me call you mine. Now you can have it if you want to tell me what you're gonna do. If you don't come down and get it, I will bring it up. That is a killer. That was Gerald Wilson's orchestra. That tune, Melba, Melba's Blues, was written by the by the young lady who played the trombone. Melba Liston sang the sang the lyrics. Well, you you kill me, Melba. How about a hand for Melba? Huh? Wonderful. Great. Real thing. Gal knocks me out. She really does things, doesn't she? Huh? But let's not digress, Gene. At this jolly juncture, friends, we're very proud and happy to present a sensational singing star who's shining down on Vine Street in Hollywood. That very hip joint called Billy Berg's Vaudeville. It's that gal with the bounce in her flounce. Look out, it's Mabel Scott. In Harlem, there's a little place where everyone goes to see the way a washerwoman washes her clothes. If you like boogie woogie rhythm, you'll get a treat. Let the boogie woogie wash a woman give you the seat. Every afternoon at one, the sessions begin. And all the boys from all the bands come down and sit in. They sit around and knock each other out when they play. While the boogie woogie wash a woman washes all day. A medley of dun That's just the way she rubs the medley of dun That's just the way she rubs the medley of dun she wears that all her tub, she rubs and rubs and knocks right on down to the nub. A readily a dun That's how she kicks it off, a readily a dun She keeps it nice and soft, a readily a dun Till someone hollers, grubby mama, with a full hooky feet. You really ought to visit there if you've never been. It doesn't cost a penny to pull down and walk in. If you like boogie woogie rhythm, you get a treat. I'll have the boogie woogie wash a woman.
She's coming back. That's Mabel Scott, gentlemen. She's really stocked with rock. And now I'd like to think back to a great night a few years ago when I wandered into a jive joint in New York City called the Cafe Society downtown. It was there that I first ran into a sensational new singing comedian who knocked me right on the cover charge. And now he's in Hollywood killing the people, and here tonight, gentlemen, is Timmy Rogers. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm awfully glad to have you with us, Timmy. You know, they do tell me that you have the makings of another Frank Sinatra. Uh, must there be another Sinatra? <laughs> uh, and besides, Gary, I'm afraid I attract an older crowd than Frank does. Older, huh? Is, is that bad? Well, not necessarily. Sinatra's got Bobby Soxers, and but somebody's got to have the appeal to carpet crowd. The corset crowd. Yeah. That's you, right? Uh-huh. Timmy, you are just avoided to it. You know, before Frankie sings, he sprays his throat with an atomizer and a syringe. What do you spray your throat with? Three feathers and four roses. <laughs> uh, and listen, uh, uh, there's uh, the sprayer. Yeah. I, I, tried, I, <laughs> I tried that myself one time. Uh, well, did it make you feel high? High, Jack? Well, I was so high when I came home that night, I yelled, open the transom, Richard. <laughs> but for a real, a real, but for a real, I like that, don't you? That's kind of cute. Let's say that one again. Open yeah. the transom, Richard. Yeah, go ahead. Might not get another one. Maybe that joke will better, uh, be turned better sideways like this. Right, that's true. But for real food spray, Timmy, I hardly recommend a little concoction that I use all the time. It's called O-Nurt. Uh, what is O-Nurt? Yeah, that's Sterno, spelled backwards. <laughs> oh, it really does things for your voice. So get a load of this, Timmy. Hey, what are you doing? Huh? I said, what are you doing? I'm loosening up. Huh, I'm glad you told me. I was afraid you were falling apart. <laughs> Listen, Gary, uh, have you ever done any professional singing? Why, bless you, yes, Timmy, scads of it. You've, you've heard of High Low Jack and the Dame? Yes. I sang with Mo, Joe, Schnook, and a boy. Oh. We auditioned for the Morris office one day, I remember. That's the day that Morris got out of the talent business and started making chairs. I remember that. But, Timmy, it's great to know that you finally hit Hollywood. Oh, Gary, let's not be naive. Huh? Why, as long as 30 years ago, I sang at Cyril's on Sunset Strip. Oh, now, wait, 30 years ago, there wasn't any zeros. The place was nothing but a desert. <laughs> no wonder they were calm with applauding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Timmy, how's about letting me get out of your way here and you take them off on something of your own, huh? Gary, if you think the time is right... That I do. Carry on, Timmy Rogers. Meanwhile, I shall put a piece of cheese on my tongue and listen with bated breath. Thank you, all. There was a hepcat in Uncle Sam's army, and they shipped him to England back in 1943. And when he got there, he said, what you know, Joe? There was no echo. Bingo. They didn't dig his lingo. All he heard was pip, pip, fish and chip, stiff lip. To him it sounded blank They said cheerio instead of daddy-o To that Harlem yank All he heard was Fowlera, Raza, and blah blah He tried but his fiction was rank The Rillies and the Rathers became worse and bothers To that Harlem yank one day he went to Barclay Square. They call it square, cause it ain't nowhere. The G.I.s thought he was simple and skittish when he bought Oxford shoes and thought he was British. Now he's saying 
boot, boot, Stolly toot, and a root. And the British have him to thank. Oh, long live the king, since he learned how to swing from that Harlem yank. And one day he went to Parliament, Jack, and he had the house of common sense. But the House of Lords were afraid to give in until Churchill stepped up and gave him some skin. Now they're saying, Mop, mop, rebub, old tub. And I'm telling you to be frank that the good Queen Mother jitterbugs with none other than that Harlem Yank. Harlem Rogers, and now all you cats look out on account of coming up in this big little band. It's an old standard all diked out in the modern thing here called When Your Lover Has Gone.
like a Gerald, Gerald that really fried the juice out of the old tweed goose. Well, friends, I, I guess that just about does it for this time. Oh, now, wait, Gary. You're not going to leave us without some feature number of your own, are you? The program wouldn't be complete without Oh, I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't? No, but I'm awfully glad you did. <laughs> After the program, Gene, you must come with me downstairs to the cocktail lounge. We'll smell a damp bar rag together. Carry on, Gary. Meanwhile, I'll poke a hole in my head and listen with an open mind. Thank you, Gene. Here, then, as fast as I can tell it, is the story of Little Red Riding Hood. <clears throat> No, what's the time's little girl over the middle of the teeny house when he has the woods? The name of the little girl was Little Riding Hood. I don't want people to use Carl. I said there was a name, and I'm not sure when I went Little Riding Hood all the time. That's what people call it, Little Riding Hood. One day her mother said to her, Red, she said, Red, your grandmother's lying in bed in a little house on the other side of the woods with a broken arm. Last night she was celebrating her 93rd birthday. She slipped on a beer bottle and broke her arm. Now, I have fixed up a very nice basket of goodies for you to take your grandma. Little Red Riding Hood said, What's in the basket, Ma? What's in the basket, huh? And I said, Oh, not much in the basket. Just an apple and orange, lemon, lime, a pickle, a pine, a pound of steak, a bagel, a butter, a box of beans, a carrot, a cake, a can of corn, a herring, a hog, a half full of hash, and 14 doses of bicarbonate of soda. Now, Rex, he said, now, Red, you take this basket to your grandma's house on the other side of the woods, but don't go through the woods, take the bus. Well, you know how a kid is about a thing like that. They, they don't pay attention to what the mother says. Bush, bush, we'll take the bus. <laughs> well, she goes, she's walking through the woods. See, she's walking through the woods, just singing along. Three inches on, three inches on. Well, it's very pretty today. Very pretty today. The sun is shining. Well, all of a sudden, she hears a terrible cry. Ah! What do you think hopped out of the bushes? What do you think hopped out of the bushes? A wolf, a great big, nasty wolf. Well, and the wolf says, Wolf says, what do you got in the basket, kid? What do you got in the basket? She says, what do you care what I got in the basket? I got an apple and orange, lemon, lime, a pickle, a pine, a pound of steak, a big lemon, a box of beans, a carrot, a cake, a can of corn, a herring, a hog, a half full of hash, and none of your big fat business. Well, so what does the wolf do? What does the wolf do? But take a shortcut through the woods and he beats Red Riding Hood to Grandma's house. And before you can say boo, he breaks into the house and rah, eats Grandma all up. Excuse me. Then what does he do? Then what does he do? This big bad wolf, he puts all his Grandma's clothes on. Believe it or not, it looks just like Grandma. Looks exactly like Grandma. They both needed to shave. And you no know, sooner, you know, sooner he gets in the bed. The hoodie's here coming out of the hoodie's here coming from Little Red Riding Hood. She walks up to Grandma's house. She knocks on the door. Knock, 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 knock. Wolf says, "Come in." She goes in. Says, "Hi, Grandma." Has a kid. The wolf says, "Just find what you got in the basket." Eat that, says when I've got an apple and orange, lemon, lime, a pickle, a pine, a pound of steak, a bagel, a bun, a bag of beans, a carrot, a cake, a tender, a herring, a hog, a half full of fashion, and I hope you choke on the stuff. Just that she just noticed something funny, says to the wolf, says, Jeepers, creepers, what big creepers, Grandma, and the wolf says, Dad, I better to see you with my dear, and Red says, get a load of them ears, look at them here, have you been fighting by a helicopter, and the wolf says, Dad, I better to hear you with my dear, yeah, but get a load of them teeth, says Red, well, let the wolf hop out of bed, the better to eat you with my dear, rah! Then the action really starts, you run, 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 the wolf is chasing Red, well, here's Red Yelling, picks up his axe and runs to the house and crack. He leaves the wolf have one right on the kisser. My hero screams at my hero, will you marry me? The woodsman says, I'd love to marry you, Red, my dear, but before I do, I must ask you one question. Anything, says Red, ask me anything you want. The woodsman says, okay, sister, what do you got in the basket? Chief says, I got an apple and orange, lemon, lemon, a pickle, a pine, a pound of steak, a bagel, a bun, a box of beans, a carrot, a cake, a can, a hunt, and nuts, let it go. So she goes back home, settles down, becomes an old maid, lives happily ever after, and that is the story of Little Red Riding Hood. And now, Gerald Wilson and the band, and here they go with the Saints. You ready, Gerald? Rocket. Featuring your drummer. Look out, I didn't know that.
And I think that that just about does it for tonight. If I was on the radio, I'd say you've been a wonderful audience. But I've been on Jubilee, so I'll say you've been the greatest audience a guy could ever play to. Says that here, only I mean it. Yeah, I really do. And to the gang out front in this auditorium of McCormack General Hospital in Pasadena, I say, and sincerely, too, that you're the kind of people that makes the show a real live thing. And do we roll around your way again? This is Gary Moore saying goodbye and good luck, and we'll be waiting for you. Good night. United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education.